Computer, initialize Holosuite. Space, the final frontier. Let's see what's out there. There are a million things in this universe you can have, and there are a million things you can't have. It's no fun facing that, but that's the way things are. You can deny me all you want. But you cannot deny Ben Sisko exists. Dismissed. Let's start with expression four. Get out. Hi, Trekkies. Welcome to Her First Trek. Nice to have you here again. <laughs> Why do you have boots going there? Like, nice, nice. I don't know. It just feels like... It was like... such... I, at the first, I was like, yeah, she's got it. She's finally nailed it. And then it was like... I felt like I needed to express my appreciation for the, people the return. I feel like we're getting there, though. With I'm the getting intros. better. Yeah, we're getting better. We're going to keep keep at it. Um, we probably only lose about half of our listeners. Growth mindset. <laughs> I have failed this time, but next time I will again fail, but lesser. And <laughs> um, now that we've completely crushed your self-belief in your ability to introduce the show, we will introduce ourselves correctly. So welcome to Her First Track. My name is Kyle. And I am joined by Katie. And you are her. I'm her. I'm a title. In the t- You are the her in the title. So this is your first time through Star Trek, the old the old episodes. Isn't it when something is a title for something, it's titular or titular? The titular, not titch. Titular. Titular, yeah. 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 That's cool. But I think you have to be like the named person for that. Katie though. Titular West. I, can't, I don't know if I don't know if that works really, but... It does work. <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, yeah, Katie did gesture to her rather enormous breasts as she, as she did that, so, so that's fine. Titular. I feel like I can say that because you're here whilst I say it, so, and you said it first. So, yeah, we are here to talk about two episodes again of the old legacy Star Trek shows. If you've never listened to us before, we t- basically give Katie a first run viewing of the old Star Trek. So this week we're doing TNG and TOS, uh, an episode of each. You'll find out which ones very soon. Before that, though, please, please, please review us on Apple Podcasts. Drop a five star bomb if you can. Anything below that, just please don't. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at Her First Trek. We now release episodes every two weeks on a Monday. It used to be a Sunday for the longest time, uh, which I keep forgetting. So when I get to Saturday and I'm in a mad rush to get our edits together, and then I realise that I don't need to rush because I've still got another day. But then I remember that we have our other podcast that I also need to edit, Blast Shield. If you listen to uh, this podcast episode as it comes out, uh, then Blast Shield would normally be out the next day, uh, but it will be slightly delayed this week. Uh, we've got the season finale to review and I am going off to Dartford, Katie. So as this episode is released, I will um, just be entering a training day in Dartford. Where that? I think London Way. It's still inside the M25. Oh, okay. Then it is so in London. London. I think it's inside the M25. You know how people say, like, if, you, if they're not from the UK, they're like, where are you from? And then they guess London. Yeah. It's like, where's Dartford? London? London. Oh, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, if anything, right. if anything seems like down south in England, just say London and people get it. People always want to know, like, if you say somewhere else, like, oh, hi, I'm Katie and I'm from Cardiff. They're like, how far is it away from London? Yeah. I'm like, why are you going to visit? Don't bother. Also, it's in a different country. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of far. <laughs> it's like saying, oh, I'm from Tokyo. Oh, right. Okay. How far from London is that? Well, <laughs> a couple of continents across. <laughs> hey, but it's really funny. If you type into um, Google Maps like an address in like Australia or something, it will, and then put walking, 
as your way. It'll like suggest you kayak. Why kayak? Like of all the things that you could do, kayak across the last bit of ocean. <laughs> How yeah, long no. would that take? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm not going to walk to Australia, hopefully, ever. Well, I mean, if you did. Imagine the shit you'd see. Imagine, like, the size of the, your calf muscles <laughs> by the time you're done. Someone did not miss leg day. <laughs> yeah. you, you'll just be all legs. Though. Just legs. Yeah, you'll just be these chunky, chunky legs. Do you reckon then... I'll just have, like, a couple of arms out for my leg, for my walking poles? Just your little, like, head little head peering over. It looks like a Star Trek alien. <laughs> <laughs> you would now, yeah. Don't bother with forehead aliens, guys. Mm. Leg, aliens Leg aliens are the way to go. Yeah, I think that's where we're headed now. There's a lot. They're lacking originality these days. They need to thinking, what else can we change on the aliens to make them seem alien? Let's give them different legs this week. Really, really big ones. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yes, yeah, so we're talking about two episodes of Star Trek. We're going to get straight into it. Uh, enjoy. Uh, we uh, will be back again in two weeks as well, remember? So we don't do, like, outros anymore on the show. So it's kind of like I feel like I need to say everything now. Because mm. we just end the show. Because we're just like that. <laughs> just cut you off mid-sentence. Imagine if we just ended the show right here. And there was not even any episode reviews. We're just like... That'd be a real catfish moment. Hi, we're a Star Trek show. Listen to us chat shit for five minutes and that's it. That's all you get. <laughs> Joke. We are actually going to talk about some Star Trek episodes, starting off with TOS. I had hoped you would have respected my privacy, Captain. A moment ago, we narrowly averted an explosion which would have destroyed several decks of the ship. Before that, someone tried to poison one of my crewmen. I'm sorry to hear that. Sure you are. Are you caught us? I asked you a question. Do you believe that I am? I do. Then I am Kodos, if it pleases you to believe so. I'm an actor. I play many parts. You're an actor now. What were you 20 years ago? Younger, Captain. Much younger. So was I. But I remember. Let's see if you do. Read this into that communicator on the wall. It will be recorded and compared to a piece of Kodos voice film we have in our files. The test is virtually infallible. It will tell us whether you're Coridian or Kodos the Executioner. The conscience of the king. Wow, he sounds like... I don't know why I was going to Really robotic. Go. Yeah, I don't know why I was even going to go with that statement. So, so yes, we are talking about... The conscience of the king. The conscience of the king. TOS, if people didn't gather from the bit of audio they just listened to, and the theatrical acting of that, that particular show, particularly this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it fitted really well with like how the show is anyway, because I feel like TOS is a stage production at the best of times. Yes, yeah. So uh, tell us what happened in this episode. For those who either don't know or just need their memories refreshed. There was some kind of colony where people were being punished. Not punished. Basically, the colony didn't have enough food for everyone. So the guy who was in charge ended up killing half of them. 4,000. In like a mercy yeah. killing, I guess. 
to stop them from going hungry and then just disappeared off the radar. But in a stage production of some show, they realised that the guy, the main character guy, is that guy. And there's only like seven or nine people alive that could recognise him. And Kirk is one of them. Yes. And the others are being killed off. Well, Kirk disputes, obviously, as well, that this character, Sir Caridian. Caridian. Which is the presumed alias being used by uh, Kodos, who was the the one who did the killing uh, all them years ago when... About 20 years earlier, I think, when Kirk mm. was young. The person who claims it, that he thinks it's Kodos, dies, doesn't he? Yeah. But Kirk cannot believe that this person is Kodos, but does look into it. But then it turns out as well as someone on the ship would also know what Kodos looked like. So it becomes very interesting. Yeah. And then there's a back and forth, back and forth. And it turns out it is him, but that he was just really acting out of... Well, that, was, that was all he could do, really, in that mm. situation. And we assumed then, maybe, that he was to do with... He had something to do with the killings. But actually, it was his daughter, his daughter that Kirk had been wooing and using her, as she says, a tool in his yeah. little investigation. But it turns out that Kirk was the tool. There's quite a lot to unpack in this episode, actually, mm. uh, I think. So let's talk about the... Well, about that daughter then, the one who was actually doing the killing in this episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kirk was, as you said, trying to woo her, but I think it was very clear he was doing so out of... Well, he was tricking her, really. He was trying to get close to Caridian uh, Mm -hmm. so he could try and work out if Caridian was indeed Kodos. I mean, was that, like, shitty behaviour from Kirk, or would you have done the same thing? I guess you've got to do what you've got to do. Happens all the time on our TV shows and stuff. Like, people weasel their way in and undercover that shit, but... Yeah, no, I, I mean, I guess. Because he wasn't really trying to make her feel super special. She was just kind of really open to it. She was along for the ride. Yeah, she was. Mm. I don't think she cared, really. Although, it's funny now when you think about it, because although she acts all hurt that Kirk played her, the truth is that she was killing off... They tried to kill off Riley, the ship officer as well, uh, who would have known who her dad was. So she would have clearly intended to eventually try and kill Kirk anyway. Yeah, she did. Yeah, well, she did try, try to at the end. And so when she's acting all hurt that he used her, she was clearly using him all along as well. Yeah. It was obviously an act on yeah. both sides. So I don't think Kirk did anything too wrong. No. Caridian was Kodos, we found out. And uh, Caridian was devastated to find out that his daughter who was like the one good thing he did, had been killing. It, it took away the one the one good thing he had. How do we find Caridian slash Kodos? That, that scene where Kirk is trying, it's just after Kirk has taken a voice recording. So Kirk mm. suspects it probably is Kodos right now, but it hasn't, uh, hasn't taken him out yet. Caridian hints that he is so old that he's starting to become, and I don't know if senile is the right word, but his memory is starting to fail him and that he's thankful for it. The indication from that was that he, for the longest time, did remember what he'd done and felt guilty for it. But he was sort of, yeah, he was grateful when he started to lose his memories. Yeah, I thought that it. was an interesting uh, interesting thing. Because I didn't get that, actually, at first. Really? I've only got that since you said it. I thought he meant that, oh, I couldn't possibly tell you if it's me because I mm. don't remember. So, obviously, that's a different kettle of fish, isn't it, really? Yeah, no, I think it was remorse. I think he was, he did feel bad. No, I think, I think yeah, I think at the end, you can see that he's quite remorseful. Mm. about it but his daughter's obviously she she was a psycho can we just put that out there she was a psycho yeah which we didn't truly know until so Caridian steps inside uh, in front of a phaser beam fired by his daughter uh, that Aimed kills Kirk. yeah Aimed Kirk, which kills him uh, and then she's over the top of him talking to him seemingly going nuts 
Her eyes. Like, she's got like crazy eyes. Yeah, I feel like she probably spent the rest of her life talking to herself uh, in, a, in, a, in a small <laughs> well, no, room. She got off really easy because they said, didn't they, after this, they're like, oh, how is she doing? And they were like, yeah, it's fine. She doesn't remember anything. They must have given her some kind of like... Did they say that? Yeah, memory inhibitor or something. Oh, no. To stop her from remembering. And actually, it kind of excuses her from her behavior. I think that's wrong. No, it is wrong. You're she fine. Was you didn't do anything wrong. Here, take even, a pill. Even though her dad killed like 4,000 people, he did it out of, well, he believed that doing so because there was no food that he was going to let the other, well, it's very much like Thanos. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Thanos yeah. thought, wipe out half the universe and then the other half will um, be able to sustain themselves better and things mm. like that. So I don't know anything more about the other characters' history. I've not read the book yet, the discovery book that covers the events that we hear about in this episode. But you could understand what he's trying to do. Not the not the what he was doing, not all the things, but the why mm. he was doing it. But because he they was... said, didn't they, that the people died, the people who were killed, were killed quickly and painlessly. Well, he, yeah, as he claims anyway. Didn't someone else say that Did as well, that? though? And it was a bit like, well, if it was like a genocide or mm. whatever, it wouldn't have been that way. So, yeah, you can kind of, I mean, it's, it's It was still weird. wrong. Yeah. And he probably should have admitted to what he'd done, but... Yeah, and I guess the point I'm trying to make from that, though, is that she was going out and murdering people. So she's almost, even though her uh, the blood in her hands is far less, uh, hers was seemed much more malicious and vindictive yeah, sure. than his. Which I think is one thing he's getting at when he's devastated to discover that she's been killing. I love the idea, though, that this, like, this wanted man for all these deaths was just hiding as an actor in a yeah. Shakespeare company yeah. <laughs> in space. <laughs> 60s track man yeah, so, yeah. it's like where can I go I know I think you enjoyed this one though yeah I did it was a slow burner for me it started off and I was like oh, I don't really care but towards the end I was like I, I am invested in whether this is the guy and he doesn't seem like even if he is this guy he doesn't seem bloodthirsty anymore or anything like that I didn't actually suspect it was the daughter I did did you yeah I called it remember do you remember I said Oh, I was like, I bet it's her doing the killing. Oh, yeah, you did. But I didn't mm. think you were being serious. No, I was. I did think it was her. I just had a feeling that he genuinely did not have a clue that these people were dying on the ship. I mean, they've got to they've got to do something to make her not so perfect, mm. I guess. Because otherwise, Kirk would probably literally fall in love with every single female that he meets. Any favourite parts for you in this episode? Um, I really like the interaction between the guy, whatever his real name is. Kodos. Okay. Both times. And, um, and Kirk. Okay, okay. That particular scene That's interesting. in his quarters, was it? Mm. Yeah. I'd love to rewatch that scene. and Because like you said, you didn't pick up at first on stuff that I felt was being said. So mm. I'd love to like rewatch it, knowing how this scene goes and think, right, what else is being said in this scene? Yeah. I really appreciated as well that we weren't just getting like a lot of staring. We had a fair amount of action in this one. Don't really understand why Kirk sent that guy down to engineering, though. I think he was hoping that... I mean, this did imply that working is engineering using is like... Bait? Uh, well, I hope not. I took it as he was trying to get him away from a role where he may see Kodos. Oh, I see. Caribbean. Okay. That was, my, that was what I got from it. And of course, it all went Pete Tong when they tried to kill him. So maybe he Tips did just up. want him dead and he was like, I can make this easier, actually. Because I did mess up with promoting this kid. So if I just let him get taken out. But she failed anyway, her attempt to... Mm. Kill him didn't work. I love you had the little multicolored food on the plate as well, which they all seem to eat. I really, really need to try some of that. Oh god, I can't imagine. It's I wonder nice. what it tastes like. I wonder if it because it looks like it's like. I bet it's like the corn candy blocks. I think it's like the corn that we eat. 
But <laughs> do you think it's like just like bean protein? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I don't think the different colours taste different either. This, oh god, imagine if like the red one tastes like banana, and then like the blue one tastes like steak. Oh, that would just be like it would really just mess weird. with your mind to put something blue in your mouth and taste meat. I just think like a hundred years earlier. Archer was having like these nice, lovely steaks and everything. Yeah, on his, what? But on is his the ship. replicator not working right now? Or what? Um, I can't remember where we're at with the replicator technology. I feel like it doesn't exist to that degree yet. Not as it is in TNG and stuff, anyway. Because you wouldn't choose the. No, isn't this supposed to take place like after all yeah. of this? You you wouldn't choose like the rainbow bites, would you? <laughs> if um, maybe if some people are just really stuck in the past and like I will continue to eat these rainbow blocks because this is what my granddad ate when he was served on this ship in the past. It's blah, like when you blah. see something in the shop that you used to eat when you were a kid and you're like, oh yeah, these sweets. God, I haven't had these in years and you're eating them. And it, maybe it's like that. Maybe yeah. The Speaking rain, of, the rainbow blocks. We're not are... sponsored by these people mostly because I can't remember what the company's called or any of that. But did you see that there's a thing where you can? You can sign up and it sends you like goodies from around the world. So like if we're here in the UK, it might send us like Captain Crunch. You know, that cereal no. that's really famous in America. No. Or like peanut butter cups, which we have those now. But it, it basically sends you like candy and junk food from around the world. But in them was a dream. Do you remember Cadbury's Dreams? The, the name white chocolate sounds familiar one. to me. The white chocolate Cadbury's. Oh, no. No, then. Oh, my God. They were so good. And they discontinued them. So I, I was going to ask you, like, is there something that you had as a kid that they discontinued? Mine is the dream. The thing I really liked was the Whisper Gold. But they have bought that back in recent years. I mean, <laughs> oh, there's one around here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, I saw your face saying, like, I definitely bought a multi-pack of those <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. Uh, which uh, you did. Did they? I but thought they, they were, were new. Gone. They were gone for ages. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were new. Yeah, and they came okay. back. Uh, what else has come back? I don't know. I'm hoping that the Star Trek rainbow blocks come back, though. I need to them. try them. Yeah. Is it going to be like, though? Are they hot or cold? I don't know. What if they're lukewarm? <laughs> of course they, they're lukewarm. They did look lukewarm they to did. me. They did. Yeah. I hate the term lukewarm. I bet they are lukewarm, and I bet they are moist. Oh, oh yeah. They're kind of like how corn does yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like gammy. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to stick with lukewarm rainbow blocks, and then... Forget the moist and gammy oh. words from that. So, yeah, you enjoyed this episode? Yeah, yeah. it was all right. We're on a bit of a roll now. We're doing well. Yeah. Good. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. What? Keep rolling, 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 rolling. What? Keep rolling, 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 rolling. I'm not actually a smart enough music fan to like uh, Limp Biscuit. I don't know any of the rest of that song. But uh, I know that song because The Undertaker used it as a theme song. Ah, that is, yeah, great, cool connection, Mm. man. WWF back in the day, yeah. (laughs) You seem to be in some kind of underground structure. But I don't see any... Hey. No, you don't. No time to sleep. I'm tired. Come on, stay with me. Come on now, stay awake. That's an order. I must have lost a lot of blood. I stopped the bleeding. No, there's another wound. My leg. Not to worry. Everything's gonna be fine. Now, this is gonna hurt a bit. I've heard that before. Hey, hey, doctor. 
Stay awake. Come on. The Arsenal of Freedom, which can't work out if it's a cool name or a rubbish name. What's your thoughts? I'm not even 100% sure I understand it. Yeah, it didn't actually make a whole lot of sense within the context of the episode. Because in this episode, we come across a race who have become extinct because their weapons, their arsenal, one would say, were so good that they wiped them out. So that's why the planet had no life on it anymore. Yeah, see, I watched the whole episode and I did not understand that. that. (laughs) No. Okay, so the basic gist of this episode is that they have lost contact with, I think it was the USS Hood or something, a ship that Riker had been offered. It wasn't the Hood. Wasn't it? No, it was the uh, lollipop. Didn't they say lollipop? Good ship lollipop or something? <laughs> I don't think it's... They did! No, They I... did say that. Did they? Was that not one of our kids who said that? No. Okay. I mean, I know the good ship lollipop is a song. It's anyway. Not... Yeah, it's not. it wasn't the lollipop. I, I digress. Was... I think it was the hood. We haven't got very far right now in this whole thing. Um, Trust me, I'm making it more interesting. <laughs> on the planet, there's no life there, but there used to be a species there who used to make money from selling weapons to both sides of like wars and stuff. That species are nowhere to be found. But they do come across weapons that, I mean, you and I both sort of recognise their shape a little bit. What would you say these weapons looked like that were fl- floating around in the air on the planet? I'm going to go ahead and say that they look like butt plugs. <laughs> they did look like butt plugs. So the away team, Riker, Tasha, Data came under fire from their flying butt plugs. I mean, if I saw a butt plug that size coming towards me... <laughs> I would be terrified. They had a good reason to run away. I mean, ouch. I think you'd be terrified at any size butt plug that is actually... Well, if it's flying in the air towards me, unmanned. Yeah, unmanned butt plug. (laughs) I think, yeah, we would all be afraid of an unmanned flying butt plug. We would, and it would be like a drone, but a butt plug. So someone might be controlling it from From somewhere somewhere else. else. Could be an app for that. They they have that with other toys, I think. Probably. What... What drones? No, no, for like toys, the range that butt plugs come from. Oh. Those kind of toys. I'm sure you can say that, can't you? Can I? Uh, yeah, but I was trying to keep it a little bit more. All right, whatever. You just made me expand on it. Okay. <laughs> more than I planned to. So, uh, so yeah, the, the unmanned flying butt plugs attack. And uh, this leads to Picard and Crusher coming down. They were a bit useless because uh, they had to quickly run away from one and fell down a big hole that only seemed to injure Crusher. Oh, yeah, now, Picard was bouncy he was yeah which baffles me because when you watch them fall i believe crusher falls backwards or something but picard falls like head first he does like a forward (laughs) roll into the hole so you're thinking if anyone is going to come off badly in that it's going to be jean-luc uh but jean-luc just has to dust off his shoulders pretty much and and, and they also it. land in two completely different parts of the hole. Yeah, it makes like no they sense. must have fallen in the same place. Picard can't find Crusher, can he? At first, no. I mean, and also Beverly is covered in rubble, of which did not fall behind them. So <laughs> I don't know if, like Jean Luc, saw an opportunity to get rid of the Doctor and just when she was knocked out, just kind of <laughs> tried to bury her, but got caught midway. I get. I know what happened. It. What you know, him and Beverly have got this unspoken thing going on. Picard has realised that his future lies in the electronic butt plugs and that he don't need no woman. <laughs> as soon as he saw those those butt plugs floating around. He doesn't like, need her drama. Yeah. So that he's was like, a, let's just offer. A little bit of bad continuity in that bit, I thought, of just Dreadful. From, yeah, from the fall and such. But this all leads to a little bit of a heart-to-heart with Jean-Luc and Beverly. As that was nice. Jean-Luc tries to keep her alive and uh, they can't reach anyone on the comms. Riker and Tasha and, I was going to say, and Brent Spiner, but... Data, I mean to say. 
at this point. They're both the same person. Yeah. They are trying to find them, but every time they take down one of the unmanned flying butt plugs, the unmanned flying butt plugs come back with a stronger version. What's the like unmanned flying butt plug version 2.0? Version 3.0? The great thing is about these butt plugs, they're like, what do we call adaptive? Yeah. So they, they learn. Yeah. They learn... Like they, they to adapt. better their yeah. own performance. Yeah, they adapt to the needs of the situation. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, they cracked it. The species who designed these things, they did. <laughs> cracked it. <laughs> that wasn't even, that wasn't even intentional. Oh, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, no, no pun intended on that one. Oh, we've lost it at this point. <laughs> things are going downhill. Oh my God, my face hurts. I don't know how we're going to get this back on track. I uh, don't think we need to. I think our could... version of events is a lot more interesting than what actually happened. Uh, there was some fun stuff in space, though. Uh, La Forge was in charge of the ship. They come under attack from weapons from the surface, which keep cloaking and recloaking and uncloaking and discloaking. And I'm just making up cloaking words <laughs> at this point. Recloaking. Disco cloaking. I don't know. So they can't actually fire back at them. And then some new chief engineer we've never heard of, who I'm pretty sure played like the vampire bad guy in the first episode of Angel back in the day. What a random throwback. Yeah, no, he just looks like someone who'd have fangs, vampire fangs. Well, he comes up and he's a bit of a jerk. He's like, I need to take control of this ship because you are rubbish, LaForge. And I'm thinking, number one, mate, who are you? Uh, I'd like to see your credentials, yeah, please. Yeah, and I did want to see his credentials because who is, who is he? Who is he? We've been who watching this this he? whole time. Never seen him. We've seen other chief engineers. But not him. So it's a, clearly a rotating role. LaForge doesn't give in. And then when things start to go wrong, LaForge calls him up to the bridge. And you could see everyone think, oh, man, we've lost respect for LaForge now. He's going to hand it over. I lost respect for LaForge as a viewer a little bit. I but did. It turns out LaForge, it was all part of a plan. He did want to take command but of the saucer section. And they were going to send the saucer section off with all the families. And LaForge was going to go into battle on the battle bridge. Mm. Um, good thinking that. I thought, I mean, when you're about to go into battle, I didn't think it made a whole lot of sense to, to let the chief engineer go on the saucer section and fly away, given that I assume the main engineering is in the, the section that I was mean, going back for know. battle. There'll be schematics there, I guess, for it. But I guess maybe LaForge just didn't want that problem anymore. <laughs> he was like, I'm just going to put him with the kids and yeah. the parents. Yeah. You shoot off. Uh, and then they go back and, yeah, LaForge learns a bit about leadership and, and that's it. But I mean, did we really need to separate the ship? Probs not. I think they did it, didn't they? Because apparently they were under some kind of threat that the whole thing was going to blow or something or something was going to happen. So he was like, I know, let's save the saucer section. They were walking away and he didn't want to... Leave them behind. Yeah, leave the card. Yeah, but behind. why would they walk away? Why Why were they To get the away? saucer section away from there and then they were going to walk back. Oh. And he goes back and he saves it. I guess maybe you just don't ever need a reason for why you need to separate... The saucer section it's from the ship. just to show off, really, I think. It's cool. Just do it and just... You also forgot about the bit with the guy. Yeah, I was going to come on to that. Okay. At the end. So there's this dude who's selling things, but just, he's like a, like a visual program or hologram or I something. I meant the other guy. Which guy? The guy who was Riker's friend. Oh, yeah. And he was captain. like, hi, friend. Yeah. And Riker was like, hey, my your mum sent me to check on you. And he's like, cool. Yeah, I mean, if Riker starts talking about your mum... Yeah, he's like, why have you been talking to my mum? But uh, this captain did not rise to the bait because it wasn't really this captain. No, it was a butt plug. Yeah, it was a butt plug posing the captain. This whole episode comes to an end when (laughs) Picard just agrees to buy uh, the new weapon. And so it deactivates all the other weapons and the sale is made. I mean, 
Presumably Jean-Luc didn't sign on the dotted line because otherwise he's got a bunch of butt plugs floating around somewhere that, that need a home. But... I bet he did want to buy them. <laughs> Maybe he did. <laughs> Gets back on the ship and goes, okay, guys, we've had a tough time, but butt plugs for everyone. Yeah, we... And everyone's like, yay! Yeah, we can't do shore leave again in case Wesley gets put on trial and, uh, oh, and we God. encounter God in space. So uh, here's, here's a flying butt plug for every person's quarters. You enjoy this one or, or not? I mean, no. <laughs> it, was, it was fun when they separated the ship. It was interesting to see Geordie have that moment where he was like, how stubborn do I really want to be here? And then it turns out that he was just still being stubborn anyway. Because I felt that, you know? I felt that hard. You know how I am for asking for help. Or when the chief engineer gas it was like gaslighting him and stuff. And like he was like, You've got to get away from her and the forge like, I'm not gonna leave the captain behind. He's like, Well, you're gonna not gonna have a ship left if you don't. And then when the forge finally did warp away, even though he had a plan, before the chief engineer knew the plan, he's like, I can't believe you left the captain behind. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Well dude, hang on, you just you, you he cannot he's got win. To, Yeah, you really can't. Like, what would you do, Hun? <laughs> like, don't be a dick. Missed opportunity with Beverly and Picard. Oh, There's just thousands of them, really. I'm I didn't just... mean romantically. I just mean to delve into their history. I thought that was a nice bit, actually. That was a nice little nugget. Yeah, no, but we didn't really get a whole lot of... I thought, given she thought she was going to die, she's going to be like, will you look after Wesley? Or even be like, you know, it's your fault my husband's dead. I, yeah, I did think there was going to be more of that. Because we actually talked about, didn't we, a couple of episodes ago, how yeah. that hasn't really been discussed much. Yeah, it got mentioned, like I think previous episode or two episodes before that Picard was allegedly responsible for it which I don't know if we'd had been told before I always got that sort of sense because there was always a bit of like standoffish I love you but also you killed my husband wow you mean you got that far from oh yeah you can see that look in a person's eyes it must be a woman's thing yeah I just yeah. don't possess we just know <laughs> so uh, not TNG's best not his worst there wasn't any dancing Ferengi in this I, And I am grateful. Just, just the unmanned <laughs> flying butt plugs. Drone butt plugs. Drone butt plugs. This show is brought to you by Hollow Sweet Media. Computer, list other available Hollow Sweet Media programs. Loading Holosuite Preview Program 4, The Janeway, a Star Trek Voyager podcast. Yeah, so we cut to night time. Harry sneaks out of the bed and starts looking up Voyager with his security codes, etc. Um, again, should be in underwear, but... Computer, show me Tom Paris. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> show me his location right now. Oh, he's 450 metres away. <laughs> hey. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it was Grongle <laughs> He's like, I have to go to a hookup, Libby. I have to go to Bear. I have to. He found, he found him on, on Space Star Trek Grinder, and he's like, it's Space Grinder. Loading Holosuite Preview Program Four Beyond Farpoint, a Star Trek: The Next Generation podcast. And cards the other character trying to solve the mystery. So he leaves for that reason alone. It could be, and it could really be any character. Any one of of the main cast members could have gone with Data and been there with Data several days later, trying to solve what happened to the Enterprise. It's it, it it's very very much a kind of a, a plot reason and nothing more. I think. Yeah, um, I kind of wish Data had stayed on the ship actually, because I would like to have seen him regress to a pocket calculator. <laughs>
Computer, deactivate Holosuite.